Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It is day 741. We are in Isaiah 49 here at the campus of Reaching Africa's Unreached in northern Uganda. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Your word is so powerful, so rich in detail, so compelling. It is breathed out by you, and it is a gift and a treasure to us. We ask that you would write it on our hearts this morning, that the same Holy Spirit who inspired these words would illuminate our minds to understand and would prepare our hearts to receive this word. From Isaiah 49, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Isaiah 49. Listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. The Lord called me from the womb. From the body of my mother, he named my name. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense with my God. And now the Lord says, he who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light to the nations, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to one deeply despised, abhorred by the nation, the servant of rulers, kings shall stand, shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, in a time of favor, I have answered you. In a day of salvation, I have helped you. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people to establish the land, to apportion the desolate heritages, saying to the prisoners, come out, to those who are in darkness, appear. They shall feed along the ways. On all bare heights shall be their pasture. They shall not hunger or thirst. Neither scorching wind nor sun shall strike them. For he who has pity on them will lead them, and by springs of water will guide them. And I will make all my mountains a road, and my highways shall be raised up. Behold, these shall come from afar. And behold, these from the north and from the west, and these from the land of Syene. Sing for joy, O heavens, and exult, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing. For the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. My Lord has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her nursing child? 
that she should have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your builders make haste, your destroyers and those who laid you waste go out from you. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather, they come to you. As I live, declares the Lord, you shall put them all on as an ornament. You shall bind them on as a bride does. Surely your waste and your desolate places and your devastated land, surely now you will be too narrow for your inhabitants. And those who swallowed you up will be far away. The children of your bereavement will yet say in your ears, this place is too narrow for me. Make room for me to dwell in. Then you will say in your heart, who has borne me these? I was bereaved and barren, exiled and put away. But who has brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. From where have these come? Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations and raise my signal to the peoples, and they shall bring your sons in their arms, and your daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Kings shall be your foster fathers, and their queens your nursing mothers. With their faces to the ground, they shall bow down to you and lick the dust of your feet. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Those who wait for me shall not be put to shame. Can the prey be taken from the mighty? Or the captives of a tyrant be rescued? For thus says the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken, and the prey of the tyrant be rescued. For I will contend with those who contend with you, and I will save your children. I will make your oppressors eat their own flesh, and they shall be drunk with their own blood as with wine. Then all flesh shall know that I am the Lord, your Savior, and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Hmm. Isaiah 49. You know, some chapters of Scripture feel like I could spend an hour and a half easily in this chapter. So let's uh, let's try to be efficient. Mm. As I take another drink of wonderful Ugandan coffee. Oh man, the best coffee anywhere. Right here. Okay. <clears throat> the servant of the Lord. We said before that these servant songs, some of them are about Israel and some of them are about Christ. And I said, those are two different, but not two different. They're really one, because Christ is the true Israel. And here in Isaiah 49, I think we see this most clearly. This is the servant of the Lord. And the Lord says to this servant of the Lord, you are my servant Israel, in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I've labored in vain. I've spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely my right is with the Lord and my recompense with my God. So Jesus comes into the world as the true Israel. He is clearly the one who's in view here because the Lord says 
he who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, it is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. So by verse 6, by the end of verse 6, it ought to be abundantly clear that we're talking here about Jesus. He is the light for the nations. He is the one who brings the salvation of God to the ends of the earth. It's also, God is not talking to Israel here because he's talking about a servant for whom it would be too light of a thing to raise up the tribes of Jacob and bring back the preserved of Israel. So really what we have here is a prophecy that Christ is going to be the true Israel, but also that when he comes to Israel, he will be rejected, despised and rejected, which is going to become very clear in just a few chapters when we get to chapter 53. But that's why he says, I've labored in vain, I've spent my strength for nothing in vanity, because when he went to his own, as John 1 says, he came unto his own, but his own did not receive him. Jesus, in his mission to bring Israel, to bring Judah, to bring God's ethnic people, the Jewish people, back to him, didn't work. It was, it was a failure. And yet, we're explaining, we're explained here, 750 years before it happens or so, why it is that that happened. It's because it was always too small of a thing for Jesus to only come and restore Israel. Jesus always was intended to come to be a light for the nations that the salvation of God would reach the end of the earth. And it's only by being despised and rejected by men, it's only once he comes to his own and his own do not receive him, that he ends up on the cross. And that cross is the salvation of the world. So, But it was always planned by God. That was always the purpose of God. There was no plan A, plan B shift. There wasn't like Jesus came into the world with plan A. I'm going to reach the tribes of Israel. Oh, that didn't work. I'm going to switch to plan B and go to the cross instead. Isaiah 49 makes it very clear that that has always been the plan of God. So now God speaks to his servant, Jesus, as one who is deeply despised, who is abhorred, by the nation. You see that title? Abhorred by the nation, despised and rejected by men, but the nation is Israel. Kings shall see and arise, princes, and they shall prostrate themselves because of the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. Jesus was rejected by Israel. He was put to death on a cross. They tried to get rid of him. He came back on the third day. He is alive forevermore. But since then, in the centuries that have passed since then, in nation after nation and tribe after tribe, king and prince after king and prince have come to see he is the Lord. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. What we saw happen with Nebuchadnezzar several days ago in Daniel 4 has happened with the ruler of nation after nation. So that Jesus has been received and worshipped as the, the Holy One of Israel, as the chosen Messiah of the Lord. God raised Jesus from the dead in verse 8. 
and gave him as a covenant to the people. The new covenant, Jesus said, is in my blood. Jesus is the true Israel of God, and Jesus is the covenant of redemption, the, the covenant of salvation, the new covenant, the covenant of grace fulfilled. He is the covenant between God and his people. It is in his own flesh, crucified and resurrected. And he is bringing prisoners out of prison. He is bringing those in darkness out of darkness. And he's doing it all over the world to the ends of the earth. I mean, here I sit in far northern Uganda, just, just a mile away from the South Sudan border, amongst some people groups within a 50-mile radius of here have never really had knowledge of the Lord or have very few true believers, especially over in South Sudan. There's little pockets of tribes and clans that have never had a Christian witness. And if you go a little further north into the Nuba Mountains of, of the southern part of the Republic of Sudan, right between South Sudan and South Sudan, there's a mountain range called the Nuba Mountains, where the Nubians come from. There's all sorts of people groups in there that have no Christian witness whatsoever. Yet these men, these 71 men that we've been training this week, they're getting trained in the gospel and in gospel preaching and in church planting so that they can go and not just tell people about Jesus, but, but see his kingdom established, see his church planted, see the gospel flourish, take root and flourish. And so as I look out here this morning, guys are coming in for breakfast and I see my brothers who are commissioned by God to be part of the fulfillment of Isaiah 49. And it's a profound and beautiful thing that we sit here, you know, 2,700 years after Isaiah, 2,000 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus, and God is still keeping his promise. God is still comforting, having compassion, gathering in, taking his salvation to the ends of the earth. I think that's all we're going to cover from Isaiah 49 this morning. If you have questions about other parts of Isaiah 49, I'd be happy to talk with you about them. You can email Dean Pastor at foresthillpca.org. But I just don't want to go too long, and I think we've hit the main focus of this chapter. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this word from you. It's beautiful. It's powerful. It's life-changing because the one it testifies to the Lord God Almighty, the, the Prince of Peace, the Messiah, the Servant of God, the true Israel, the light to the nations, the salvation for the ends of the earth, our Lord Jesus Christ, God made flesh, the covenant in human form. He's profound, he's beautiful, he's wonderful beyond description. Help us to treasure him in our hearts that we might commend him to our neighbors and to the nations for the glory of his name in all the earth we pray in jesus name amen well thanks for joining me for isaiah 49 now normally we'd be switching back to daniel because we've done isaiah 48 and 49 but instead we're going to go on to isaiah 50 tomorrow and then to proverbs and then back to isaiah so stick with me it's been a wonderful trip through god's word so far and there's much much more to come have a blessed day in the Lord.